episode. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. No, we'll do it. Let the chips fall where they may. Oh, geez. Your, your startled response to that welcome was priceless. I and wish they, we were filming this episode. Yeah, me too. Me too. Hey, thanks for bringing that up because I want to add an extra thanks to our pal Pete Mangles for hooking us up with that sweet video. Oh, yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah. I don't know. What? You don't know what? It's just a couple of dudes sitting at computers yeah. doing... I mean, I see it every time we do it, so... <laughs> okay, yeah. You know, there no, wasn't looked, any special effects or explosions or anything like that. Just you normal. wanted that, then? You wanted Maybe. Like, a scene where, like, Maybe. I was trying to tell you book news, but at the same time, I was fighting off a tiger? Yeah. All right, here's the yeah. problem with that. Most tigers okay. are endangered anyways, oh, so what am I supposed to do? I walked, Kill the right, I walked, last remaining from, tiger? I walked right into that. <laughs> I see that now. All right. Uh, welcome to episode 76 yep. of the All the Books show. The official podcast of the David A. Howe Public Library. I'm Eric Mickles. I'm a, a unprepared <laughs> Nick Gunning. Uh, Nick, right now, he he's moved his microphone right in you front have, of him again. This is this is no. About, I, no I'm telling you why you moved your why Please. it's funny All why right. I bring it up. Yeah, you have your microphone right in front of you. Yeah, like directly. So like you're looking over your your uh, boom blocker, whatever we call this. Yeah, thing. I like boom blocker. Boom screen. Yeah, uh, we're, we're, you're talking right over it, but you're also having to like reach and type your laptop without knocking over your your uh, your mic. Yeah. So you kind of look like Frankenstein learning to type for the. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. It's great. Fine. I'll give, I'll give you that one. All right. Solid. Well, we're going to be talking about the Youth Media Awards today. We're going to focus on the Newberry, oh, yeah. Newberry Keldicott and the Geisel Awards. We're going to be talking about those. And we're going to have a special guest. Did our you say ch- Newberry? Yeah, Newberry Keldicott Geisel are going to be the main oh, those ones. Are three separate we'll ones, talk yeah. Coretta Scott King. We'll talk a few other ones, but we're going to focus yeah. on those main three. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a special guest, Kate Miller, our new children's librarian. Yeah. Never been on the show before. This will yeah. be her first time, so judge her harshly. Yeah. She's not here right uh, now. So she's stop not, asking, she's stop not sending your right questions. Now, so right we can now. talk about her however you want you like her yeah she's fine yeah i like her too (laughs) she's a lot of fun kate's great i can't wait till she's here on the show she is she's doing some cool stuff in the children's room yeah i like i like anything you've ever done well putting all the series together and the nice like inviting labels and just she's she's got a good touch she's i like it i like where i like where we're going she is a great addition to anyway public library and soon the all the book show podcast show family not a regular i don't want to Give people the illusion that she's going to be here every week. Yeah, no, on the podcast. No, too no. much, too much. Yeah, we got to. But an old, an old favorite is coming back. My brother Steve's going to be joining us on a podcast <laughs> in the near future. Yeah, making all the books history. And yeah, so soon. Yeah, not two weeks. Is it two weeks? Uh, it's next week. Wow. The next the next episode. Yeah. And so what are we talking about that week? We're going to be talking about Dan Brown. All right. So listeners. week after that, we're talking Nick Sparks. Oh boy. And after that, the sky's the limit. So we do have something planned for the one. Tell after us, Nicholas tell starts. us your, send us your thoughts on Dan Brown. Send us your thoughts. Lemony Snicket. Uh, yeah, send us your thoughts on Lemony Snicket. Send us your thoughts on Nicholas Sparks. We're gonna hit all of that. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, that will have given everybody time to watch Lemony Snicket's. The, yeah, with the uh, Neil the, Patrick uh, Harris, the show. Netflix show yes. or the movie. Yes, uh, our Twitter user uh, at Sarah Keeler B was quick to point out that I was wrong when I said that he's this was his first adult novel. Daniel Hander, oh. aka Handler, aka Lemony okay. Snicket. He started as an adult novelist, has several, and this is sort of a return oh, to form. Okay. The page I was looking at was just talking about Lemony Snicket stuff, so okay. it didn't include the other stuff. So All that right. is true. Got it. Uh, before we dig into the bookmark, though, I have uh, a bit of a, a scandal that I that I have to tell you about. I have to dial back some of my advance notices that I've given okay. because oh. I received a cancellation notice from Brodart. Oh, geez. This is a, would yeah. you say this is a hot exclusive? Maybe. And all the I don't know. Exclusive? I don't know. Do with it what you will. But five book shots set uh, over March, April, and June. Oh, boy. Have been canceled. Ouch! And 
there's a cancel code. And I looked up the cancel code. And what that mean is publication canceled. So it's not backordered. It's not on hold. Five book shots mm. canceled. Now, there's one been canceled before, the murder of Stephen King, because it yeah. was a terrible idea. Yeah. I don't know if this means that bookshots yeah. are on their way out, if they're yeah. if they're decreasing the frequency. Jimmy P might be uh, I know. might be stretching himself too thin here. It could be stretching his name too thin. Yeah. I mean that that name can't get any thinner it at this can't. point. No. I can you can see through it yeah. right now. Yep. Yeah, this, so. is, this is my uh, James Patterson bottle of water. It's, yep. it's really great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, we, we've talked before about how when you see them at places like Barnes & Noble or Kmart they or wherever. There's tons of them. In yeah, there's a million, yeah. a million of these. Yeah. Um, but I will say, Here. they're incredibly popular. Yeah. I was trying to find one the other day because you know, we only keep the newest batch yeah. new. So I was trying to make I gotta sure those read my. I got to read by my next week. They're all checked out. Yeah. We have all of them since yeah. they've started. We have all of, not the Flames, but yeah. all of the main series. Well, are there libraries getting them? Or is it just I don't us? Think the, I don't think many libraries are getting yeah. them. So. Well, but still, go. they're all checked out. Yeah. And that's uncommon. Well, the checkout limit is 50. Yeah. So 50 of those equals about half a James right. Patterson book yeah. in general anyway. <laughs> So, so I don't know. Which one did I say? They, I they're working for us. They're working for us. They yeah. may not be big sellers, but they are people wife, are picking them up. My wife got me the escape, I think is called. Oh, okay. The, uh, I can't keep track. Yeah. I, so I, I'll have to read that by next week. So we yes, can talk definitely. About that. Yeah. You've read a bookshop one. I did. Well, no, actually I read two. I read uh, <laughs> Let's Play Make Believe, and then uh-huh. I read one that was like a like an abridged version of the first Michael Bennett book. Uh-huh. I was so mad. Yeah. So you know, Ringo Starr says abridges are the best way to that's read. That's true. That's true. That's a, that's a shout out to Ringo Starr's postcards from paradise. Yeah. Uh, if you didn't catch that deep cut of a reference there You're from welcome. Eric, he's yeah. a big Ringo Starr fan. Sure, I don't. Yeah. I don't get the appeal, but yeah. Eric seems to really mm-hmm. like him. So that's great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that was that was my bit of scoopy news. So now we can get into bookmark. Talk a little bit about what yeah. we're reading. So what have you been reading, my old friend? Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Bear with me because I just thought of this in a second, so it's still just like oh, no. a nebulous idea. Yeah. What if we had a mascot on this podcast okay. who, when we talked about what we were reading, his name was Book Mark. And it was just a guy named Mark. Yeah. But maybe he was wearing He's a, bookish, maybe? Yeah, he's very bookish. Okay. Like, so what's going on, Book Mark? I, I like, like it. Well, Nick like is reading. It's such a good character. <laughs> okay. That's great. That's right. Roger, right. write that down. Oh, geez. Roger, please just write it down. <laughs> oh. Can you just... Did you see that? Yeah, Roger, our elderly... Those are not cheap. Roger, our elderly slash senior intern. Yeah. Uh, again, proving to be yeah. not useful. Making hey, us really... Hey, Roger, let's just say you're on borrowed time in more than one ways, pal. Okay? Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. I don't think boy. you can say that. Oh, boy. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, sorry. So you want to talk about what we've been reading? Yes, I do. I want to talk about what we've been reading. All right. Um, I can't talk about what we've been reading because we're going to be talking about it in the main segment oh, so okay so I'm you're going to think if i i'm trying to think if i read anything that i can talk about and i don't think i can but okay. i can say uh our uh well what what's what's Katora's official title again i, I don't want to screw it up Katora cappadonia yes she's our, the library yeah, development administrator and special collections librarian okay she just went to atlanta georgia yes she for a did. conference yes, she which did. was great for her she was there for a week she did lots of fun things a conference that she won a scholarship to so congratulations yes. to her because that was that's a this is a huge right. conference all of that yeah all of that's good and important it is yep but yeah she came back oh yes she came back with an ARC. That's an advanced reader's copy. Oh boy! Of Dragon's Teeth by Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton. Michael Crichton's probably final book. Yeah, I would think so. Having been dead since two thousand eight. I thought that before though, and I've been wrong. That's true. Yeah. Have you, Michael... So have you touched this at all? Have you gotten I, into I, it? Well, here's the problem. Okay. I'm already in the middle of reading uh, the 
every hidden thing, the young adult book about rival <gasps> paleontologists. Wow. And so I have to finish this young adult one so I can wow. move on to the adult book about rival paleontologists. I, I never thought I would be... I can't believe this in, betrayal. I never thought I would be in such a world where I would have to be finishing a book about rival paleontologists yeah. to read the next I know. one. About, it's, it's a great place. Still, I still, your, your, your hero reaching yeah. from no, beyond I'm the probably grave, gonna, trying I'm, to handle I actually almost picked it up yesterday without... Yeah. Well, still, I'm probably gonna break down and just well, I'm next. Read it. I'm reading I know. that sucker yeah, we'll next. Have to give it to you. So, so that's really cool. That is exciting. She brought a lot of uh, advanced readers. Yeah, copies. sure. We got a, a few. Of, uh, Squirrel is, girl. Squirrel girl. Squirrel girl. Yes, yeah, by uh, yeah. uh, Sharon Hale. I think I said that wrong. Yes, Sharon Hale. Jason Reynolds is doing this uh, Miles Morales series. Yeah. So I'm definitely Marvel's getting that, on board with so. this stuff. They've I got know. a Captain Marvel book coming. I know. Out soon, they're too. all over the place. Um, all right. So you can't tell us anything that you've been reading. I can tell you some stuff I've watched. Oh, all interest. right, we'll allow it. We'll all right. allow it. I just, uh, I can bring it up because we're adding it to our collection. Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, I've been watching uh, Sound Breaking. It's a documentary about uh, in-studio recording, hmm. uh, studio recording specifically. It was produced by Sir George Miller, hmm. the producer of the Beatles. George Martin? Martin. Who'd I say? George Miller. George Miller is not a knight. He's the director of the Mad Max films yeah. and uh, Babe Pig in the City. I don't think I he's got anything yeah. to do with these. No. Uh, George Martin. The Beatles yeah. producer. Beatles he producer produced George these. Martin. He's in them. Huh. He uh, he died three days before the premiere of this documentary. Really? Huh. So I've watched the first two episodes. I think you should watch this, man. You'll like I'd it. Love there's to. a lot of yeah. uh, there's some new interviews with. I mean, there's you know his last interviews, mm-hmm. uh, George Martin with George Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, Ringo Starr is in there. Paul McCartney's in there. They talk a lot about the Beach Boys. Uh, For my money, if anybody is the fifth Beatle, it's George Martin. Right. Not Brian Epstein. Okay. Not Stu Sutcliffe. Not right. Pete Best. Yeah. George well, Martin. it was it was so we were watching it and they were talking about um, yesterday mm-hmm. about doing it and how George Martin uh, you know talked about just adding the strings and that yeah. and I was watching it and my wife was like and they were talking about how they at first they didn't really think strings she's like that's funny because Eleanor Rigby's all strings mm-hmm. and they're like and, and then right next they're like and that's what led us to try doing a full string orchestra for Eleanor Rigby <laughs> nice um, but it's just interesting just talking about the difference between studio one there i mean oh, yeah. because it's george martin there's a lot of beatles stuff in there but there's a lot of other good stuff yeah it talks about johnny cash's uh well, i think in a lot of ways that beatles really pioneered like focusing on yeah uh studio recording there's a lot of touring like, and going out there's some nice uh roger waters of pink floyd he was there he okay. was talking about when he first heard uh um sergeant pepper it mm. came on the radio and like the band bring uh pink floyd they just had to pull over and sit and listen to it <laughs> until great. they finished playing and then they had to like go out and get yeah. their own record get but they talk about um johnny cash's like later resurgence uh in the late 90s mm-hmm. and um because the producer uh now i can't Sorry, remember I his know. name he's the uh he's the producer of the chili peppers as well oh. um or he was um they rick rubin they talk about how he came in and did that it's just a lot of cool stuff about studio things i think you'll like it it's only eight episodes all right um, I'm in. but it's it's pretty slick so okay. we're adding that to our collection. Nice. Uh, and I also watched Resident Evil, the final oh, chapter, in theaters. Geez. Okay. Now, I just want... You remember last time. Yeah. I said the the controversial phrase, those movies had a certain poetry in their continuity. Yeah, you did say that. Well, the sixth movie has a few twists yeah. that screw up that continuity uh, more than any of their other twists does. Wow. It's, it's, it was are, actually... Are these movies known for their twists? No. They're not, but oh. there's a twist at the end about Misleading. certain characters. Okay. Um, and it just changed. One, like the second movie no longer counts, or it's just a m- real mess. Huh. There's a lot of problems to it. Also, it's not the biggest of the movies. 
I'd say the fifth one was the bigger film. <laughs> uh, so like it goes out, it goes out on a smaller note. Okay. And quality wise, I yeah. it's not up there. Okay. I'd say the, uh, like Resident Evil three, four, and five <laughs> ha- like rise up this in quality so of this B movie schlock. Okay. Right. They're not good movies. Yeah. But three, four, and five have a certain okay. like. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but the sixth movie. I can get behind it, that. It lets, go, it lets go some of that stuff. There's still some moments, but it's just, it's a weird way to end. After, like, the movie started in 2002. Yeah. So it's a weird way to just go out with, like, a planned final chapter. Yeah. To go out on a low-budget, underwhelming chapter hmm. that wrecks some of your own continuity. Until Rocky decision. came back. Rocky, I mean, it doesn't wreck the continuity, but Rocky Five is really, like, low-key and, yeah. you know, yeah. just kind of a small movie compared to the other. So yeah. maybe they did it on purpose. Maybe. maybe it was supposed to be a nice, like, you know, little thing. Yeah. Who knows? I'm not going to defend the Resident Evil movies. Are you going to watch them now? You. I uh, asked my wife when she thought... Nothing will make me watch um, them. I asked my wife when she thought we would now sit down and watch all six of the movies again, having just done it recently. <laughs> She said many years from now, so maybe. I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe she, when my kids are teenagers, they're yeah, like, "Dad, show, show us." They won't. Yeah, ask. they won't. They won't think you're yeah. cool at all. No. Uh, okay. Well, I can talk about some of the things that I read. <laughs> yeah, you weren't so reading just kids' books for the I'm awards. I'm gonna do it. Oh, I did. I did read a bunch of those too, but um, I read several graphic novels. So I'm gonna lump those together and tell you that I read Brand New Day, which we talked a little bit about last time. That's a comic. Spider-Man book. Run, not yeah. a strong start. <laughs> I read Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, a wacky crossover yeah, between I told the you, two. Yeah. In our collection here, it's just fun. That's all there is to it. It's just a fun, just fun. I can't, there's nothing else to say. Yeah. Uh, I finished. Nothing else to say. They turn Batman's rogues galleries into mutated animal warriors. Yes, They turn Bane into an elephant. That happened. So. Uh, I read Selena's Selena's Big Score by Darwin Cook. Did you say Selena Selena? Selena's Big Score. Okay. By Darwin Cook. You read that one? Uh, I haven't read that one. Does he write? Does he write or is he just an illustrator? I think he's he wrote gone that. now. Well, I know he's gone now, oh, but he passed away. Um, yeah. yeah, he writes. He, he wrote. wrote uh, yeah. He wrote the Final Frontier. Great new to look Frontier. At. We have his uh, Twilight Children here in the new. Yes. I don't think it's new anymore, but we have yeah. it in the graphic novel collection. Yeah. Non superhero. Yeah. Very good. Uh, leaves a lot of uh, questions unanswered, but still good. <laughs> Guardians X Men crossover. I read so a little yeah. crossover heavy. Okay. Uh, I read. Well, we will get into this later, but I read March Volume One. I read March Civil Volume Rights. One. Okay. Um, oh, I finished, finally, I finished the uh, Star Trek newspaper comics that you got me for Christmas. Yeah. 1979 to yeah. 1980, daily strips. Th- these were American so newspaper fun. comics, They are, right? yeah. Yeah, and I think, like, the tight format made them really good. They were, like, the best of that era that I've read. So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. It took me forever to read. I would just kind of, like, go back and read a little story and stop. Hmm. Force Awakens Visual Dictionary. Just throwing it out there. Okay, sure. It was fun. I liked yeah, it. You sure learned a lot. Okay, real books. Ray's like, we learned their ages. Ray is 19 oh. in Force Awakens. Really? And Finn is 21. Okay. And I think Poe is like the oldest. He's like 25 or something. Hmm. So. Oh, wow. He seemed way older than Maybe he was, a, yeah, like a 33-year-old hanging out with yeah. teenagers. Uh, I read Julie Spencer Fleming's Fountain Filled with Blood. Yeah. Second in the Claire Ferguson novels. Why did you read uh, Why did I read it? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you asked, Eric. Uh, Julie Spencer Fleming herself... Uh-huh. Coming here to the David A. Howe Public Library, oh March 31st. Come listen to her chat, oh do some readings, get some book signs, oh have a good old time. Yeah. March 31st. Mm-hmm. Mark your calendars. Yeah. Uh, that being said, I didn't like this one as much as I liked the first. Oh, no. 
That's okay. Hold on. That's okay. Hold on. I'm getting a call from Julia Spencer don't, Fleming's Don't people. take it. Don't tell her. Okay, don't take it? Don't take it. All right. Uh, the first book in the series, In the Bleak Midwinter, is very good. Uh, this one was just... <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. This one was just a little heavy. Oh, yeah. That's all. Yeah. Uh, finally, I read, and I'm, we're not going to get into this now, but I read Knights and Rodanthe. Knights and Rodante. Rodanthe. What are you saying? Ever, it's Rodante. Well, the audiobook Ooh. said Rodanthe. Oh my gosh. That's all I can oh, tell you. Did you audiobook that? I listened to about an hour of the audiobook and I read who, everything. Who read else. it? Anyone oh, famous? Yes. Richard Gere? I can't think of her name. Um, <laughs> oh, Susan Sarandon. No, she recurs, Jennifer on, Lopez. she recurs on Frasier. She played Addison's mom, Busy, on Private Practice. You'd recognize her. Oh, is it, uh, is it Bebe? From... No, it's not her. Oh. No, it's not Bebe. No. <laughs> anyway, I read Frasier, that. listen to me, honey. <laughs> That's great. I would listen to that. <laughs> right. So we're not going to get into my thoughts on this because we are doing okay. a Nicholas Sparks podcast very mm-hmm. soon. So yeah. uh, that's that. Uh, currently, I'm reading The Stranger. Is it Bebe or Bebe? It's never Bebe. That's crazy. It's Bebe. <laughs> it said Bebe, and you let me say it. Well, I laughed at you. It's Bebe. I'm currently reading The Stranger, Barack Obama and the White House by Chuck Todd. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good. You love your political, like, president books. I do. You love your yeah. books about presidents. I've read, I read Dreams of My Father, yeah. uh, his Barack Obama's autobiography. I've never read a book, like, about but him. But you didn't so. pick up that Theodore Roosevelt book or whatever it was. Teddy Roosevelt? What are you yeah. talking about? I don't know. The one about the three days left in the White I House. I don't read that. Yeah, okay. Uh, so I never read a book about him or his presidency. This was written in 2014. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting it's an interesting slow. read. Wait, didn't you get that at the dollar store? I did. For like a dollar? One dollar, exactly. Yeah, good job, man. I got it at Dollar General. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I am liking it. It's good stuff. Okay. So I'll let you know when yeah. I finish it if that holds up. All right. So I got lots of things that I want to read, but we don't have to get yeah. into that now. Okay. Now we turn ourselves to book news. Book news. Yep. Do we have a theme for book news yet? No. No, we don't have a theme for All book right. news. Uh, not a lot coming out, but I think I, f- I found a good amount. Oh, good. Uh, February starts it again. So okay. these are the books that are coming out January 31st. Okay. 2017. All right. So. That's the last day of January. Sure is. Okay. There's not another day. No. January. No. Hey, is this a leap year? Mm. Hmm. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. Was last year a leap year? I don't remember. Yes, it was. It was? Yeah, it was. Last year was a leap year? Yeah. Oh, good for that. Yep. I remember because Eileen, our, our retired uh, auditorium director, her last day was February 29th. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, you know what? And uh, my mom's born on a leap year, and she just turned 10. <laughs> oh. Just kidding. Oh. She's, she wasn't born on a leap year, and she's older than 10. That happened on Frasier, though. Is that what you're thinking about? Uh, no, I don't think I've seen that episode yet. Oh, okay. So. All right. <laughs> uh, you, should Frasier. we just, should I also just mention, like, the last episode of Frasier I watched before the podcast? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think well, then, let's see. Snowblind by Ragnar uh, Jonasson? Ragnar Jonasson. J-O-N-A-S-S-O-N. Huh, okay. What would you say? Jonasson? I don't know. Jonathan. I don't think it's Jonathan. I don't think it's crucial to the <laughs> All right, Snowblind. I picked this because of the way they uh the way they do the summary, ready? Yes. Where? <gasps> a quiet fishing village in northern Iceland okay. where no one locks their doors. It's accessible only via a small mountain tunnel. Hmm. Who? Oh. Ari Thor is a rookie policeman on his first posting far from his girlfriend in Reykjavik or Reykjavik. He has a past that he's unable to leave behind. What? A young woman is found lying half naked in the snow, bleeding and unconscious, and highly esteemed elderly writes to her writes to his death. Oh no, fall! A highly oh, esteemed boy. elderly writer falls to his death. Ah, that makes more sense. Uh, there, it's just an elderly person writing to his death. Yeah. Uh, Ari is dragged straight into the heart of a community where he can trust no one, and secrets and lies are a way of life. 
That's it. Okay. It was the who, whatever. Where, who, what? Yeah, I know. I, I get it. That's the classic way to say it, too. It's intense. Where, yeah. who, what? Yeah. Why? Yeah. When? How come? Yep. Um, How you doing? The Girl in the Garden by Melanie Wallace. Wait, could this be the next girl on a train? It's an unforgettable novel about a young woman and her infant son Fingers abandoned crossed. at a seaside motel in New England. Maybe. And the secrets of the townspeople who provided them with shelter. Hmm. I don't know. That sounds like a TV show. Oh, no, I picked this. Uh, does it sound like a TV show? Yeah, yeah it sounds like, like it could premise. be on, uh, I don't know, not NBC. Well, now we have to talk about Riverdale. We didn't even touch this. No, this couldn't be on, on the our, CW. I know, but I, we didn't even touch this on our page yeah. to screen uh, talk. But yeah. we watched the pilot for Riverdale. We did. A lot of fun. Twisty. A little bit of teen <laughs> angst. Yeah. Dark. Kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. I was a fan. You were on the Jug fence. Jughead is this ominous, like Jughead is narrating yeah. the show. Yeah. Because he just hangs out at the diner. Pops Diner? Is that what yeah. it's called? He hangs out at Top Pops Diner. but yeah. He hangs out at the diner just writing. Yeah this about the town yeah and that's that's jughead yeah i'm in okay i'm in uh you like everybody yeah i thought it was a pretty good cast you're not a big fan of luke perry though is that i right? love luke perry <laughs> what are you <laughs> talking about luke perry is archie's dad yeah yeah man so. if jenny garth shows up at archie's mom forget about it she forget about who, it who's she she played kelly on beverly hills 90210 okay. that's all <laughs> You know what? I can't make fun of you for liking Riverdale or being excited about Luke Perry. Yeah. Because I made you guys watch the Power Rangers movie trailer. Uh, yeah. And let's let's admit, that trailer looks bad. Yeah, it does. Until, until mm, Rita Repulsa shows up in town. I don't. And unleashes her army of putties. Yeah. And then the Power Rangers show up in suit. And what do they do, Nick? What do they summon? They, they're Zords. They're Zords. Yep. They're Dino Zords. Yeah. And then what happens? It's Morphin time. Megazord. Yeah. So good. When I got home, I had to watch the original uh, Power Rangers TV show clips where they do summon their yeah. droids. You, do you remember how they would summon their Zords, like T-Rex? And like... I'm not going to take responsibility for this tangent. Uh-huh. I know I brought up Riverdale, but I'm not going to take responsibility for <laughs> But you remember. Like, I, I do remember, would, yeah. Like, you would see them, like, you would see the, uh, the Mastodon uh-huh. Zord. It'd be, like, uh-huh. in the desert running and be like, yeah. yeah. And how cool that was. Yeah. And then, like, the guitar. Uh-huh. No, no, no. All right. Okay. So no one, you're not excited about the Power Rangers movie no after one's watching ex- that trailer. No one's excited about the Power but Rangers But after movie. watching that trailer, you're a little excited. I'm actually less excited. Really? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well. Sorry. We had adverse. Uh, yeah. It's okay. Adverse reactions. It's all right. That. All right. Uh, the Animators by Kayla Ray Whitaker. This is right downstairs, coming upstairs soon. Ooh. It's in our collection. Ooh, so you can go read it ahead of time. She was the first person to see me as I had always wanted to be seen, and it was enough to indebt me to her forever. So this is about two friends uh, who film an indie movie about one of the girls' lives, mm-hmm. and it becomes very popular, but they start to have a falling out, and one of them goes back home, and it's sad. Okay. So it's called The Animators. It's a funny, heartbreaking novel of friendship, art, and trauma. Funny and heartbreaking. Yeah, about trauma. Uh, My husband's wife. Wait a minute. My husband's wife. Wait a minute. By Jane Corey. Hmm. For readers of Big Little Lies and The Couple Next Door comes an addictive psychological thriller that's already an international sensation. Wow. We had trouble with that, didn't you? International sensation. You were like... Sure did. International. <laughs> All right. So when Lily finds Carla on her doorstep 16 years later, a chain of events is set in motion that can end only one. Lily, way. is that you? Yeah. yeah. Wow, it's been so long. Yeah. This is gonna set off a chain of events. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bye. Look, actually, can what? I come in? 
Oh, boy. <laughs> and scene. Excellent. Well, now we've ruined the book for everybody. Yeah, we have. We actually, have. that reminds... I just saw a trailer. My wife actually was just saying that now she cannot take Women in Cabin 10 seriously anymore because mm, cause it's supposed ruined. to be like we seriously and yeah. broody. Yeah. No. <laughs> we're doing that for book club. I can't so, wait. And I don't think many of the book club, besides your wife, li- listens to the podcast. I know. We're so going to be talking gonna about know. that book. They're <laughs> not going to know. Um, maybe you should, we should just put together like a... Uh, we can use the puppet theater. We should put together a clip show. Yeah. And uh, just of the woman in cabin 10 bits. Oh, and then boy. you could play it for your book club. That's a lot of hilarity <laughs> okay. altogether. Uh, so Lisa Gardner has a new book. <laughs> it's called Right Behind You. <laughs> no, oh. The book is called Right Behind You. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you really did turn, too. Yeah. For an audio only uh, medium, we yeah, do a lot commit. of acting. You have to commit. A lot of uh, yeah. pantomime. You need is follow that? through. Yeah. You know, Lisa Gardner's next like a good golf swing. You need to follow through. Yeah. yeah. Like golf. Yeah. Eric, look behind you. It's the title of the book. Uh, I want you to keep telling me about well, it. Well, the title of the book's right behind you. All right. We'll fix it in editing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lisa Gardner's next thriller, following her runaway New York Times bestsellers, Find Her, takes her widely popular brand of suspense to new heights. She's got her own brand? Yeah. Wow. Brand of suspense. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, oh, she's kind of her. I like her uh, author picture because she's looking at you and there's a smile, but her eyes say, I'm dangerous. Really? And you're going to die. Whoa. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, let's see. The Prisoner, a John Wells novel by Alexer Berenson. Did you, you say this? Alexer? Because it's probably just Alex. What is happening to me? I don't know. <laughs> Alex Ber- Berenson. Oh, this is what it's happens right. when I it's call right. BB Bebe. Just roll. Yeah, Bebe. <laughs> Who's Bebe? I don't know. I don't know. And it was BB Bluff. It wasn't yeah, Bebe There's Bluff. never a Bebe anything. <laughs> There must be somebody named Bebe. You. <gasps> um, Go on, Bebe. All right, so this is book 10 and 10 of the John Wells series. Are you okay. familiar with this series? Nope. We get his books, though. We do? Alex yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. Um, speaking of The Prisoner, have you ever finished that show? No. That you were watching with your wife? The mm. old British Mm-mm. show about Mars? Mars? Space? No. I guess I thought it was... Maybe I'm no, thinking of a different no, no. movie. No, he just kind of like... Wa- it's a secret agent washes up on this shore... Uh, of this weird little isolated town oh, okay. they all have numbers it's it's spooky oh, so you, and weird no i haven't finished it are you guys gonna yeah okay yeah it's slow going we watch okay. it just well, every once in a while it's book 10 of john wells what does that have to do with anything nothing oh okay nothing. all right uh rather be the devil <gasps> a rebus novel by ann rankin it's book 21 Reba? 21 and rebus writing novels now i was about to say would you be prefer would you prefer this is uh rather be the devil rebus novel yeah uh, it's just book 21 well, in Reba's I'll tell you what, new... I'd rather be the devil. <laughs> Does he love you? I don't know any Reba's Like songs. he loves me. <laughs> I, I know the show. How did she have a show? And that one lasted a long time. It did last. It lasted through the uh, the WBCW transition. There you go. Only for a season. What was Reba doing on the WBCW? She had it. Reba would not be on Magic. CW today. Probably not. CW has... She'd play someone's great-grandma. Yes. <laughs> CW doesn't hire any actor over 30. No. So, no, they can't. Yeah. They can't. They're from the Charlton, the Charlton Heston School right. of Casting. Uh, wives, fiancés, <laughs> because he says don't trust anybody over 30. Ah. Uh, Planet of the Apes. Wait a minute. Yeah, I'm 30. Not over yet. <gasps> oh, no. Mm. So you're I, still trustworthy for a little while. Yeah. Okay. For uh, seven more months. Oh, wait. We're about to hit February. Six more months. So am I. <laughs> uh, yeah. What's happening? Nothing. You're just staring at me. You should just trust me. It's fine. Oh, my gosh. I can't trust you. You're over 30. (laughs) (laughs) 
wives, fiancés, and side chicks Ooh. of Hotlanta. Wow. Hotlanta. Hot yeah. Yowzer. This is by uh, Cherie Whitefield. Mm-hmm. I think this is, oh, wait, hardcover is $31. No judgment. The hardcover is not out yet. Well, anyways, this is one of those uh, paperback ones. Okay. Uh, one of those romantic paperbacks. Ooh. One of the stars of Bravo's TV sh- hit shows, The Real Housewives of Atlanta. So this is her uh, debut novel. Well, thanks so much for bringing it up. So, But you have no reaction to Hotlanta? I do. Yeah, it's, it's a great good. title. Yeah. All right, now we're into some young adult books. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, Carville by Stephanie Garber. By James Carville. No. Wait, we're going to read a young adult book. Wait, is he the uh, Desert Storm guy? I mean, he's a political commentator. Right, he was on uh, 30 Rock. Was he? Where he's like, me and my wife found out we could survive any storm. Even Desert Storm. Yeah, that sounds right. He's on Mad About You, too. I guess he's just making the rounds on sitcoms. Uh, What have you heard about Carvel? It doesn't compare to this reality. Oh, Oh, wait, this was... We talked about this in our uh, anticipated books episode. What to expect when you're expecting books. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, About Scarlet and Tila. I think they joined a scary circus. We're not going to get into it, but it's young at a book called Carvel. This has been showing, everybody's been talking. This is on everybody's like anticipated YA books of the year. So this is exciting. Why are you still doing that scary thing? Mine is Lois Lane Triple Threat. That's what I'm waiting for. Okay. By Gwenda Bond. Silver Stars by Michael Grant. This is book two of the Soldier Girl series. It's the sequel to Soldier Frontlines. Soldier Girls. Um, oh, my little soldier yeah, girls. So this is an alternate history where uh, women were on the front line during World War II. Uh, Michael Grant, uh, to me, best known as being the husband of K.A. Applegate. Oh. Or as she prefers these days, Catherine Applegate. She'll always be K.A. K-A in my heart. Boy. Yeah. Uh, Beauty and the Beast, Lost in a Book. Tale as old as time. Why are you singing it like uh, Robert Goulet? Tale as old as time. <laughs> there you go. So this Who is a... can be. <laughs> this is a... An original Beauty and the Beast tale okay. that takes place. I'll be the judge. Lost of in a or book not, follows original. the lonely bookish Belle as she finds an enchanted book in the Beast Library called Nevermore that carries her into a glittery new world. So this is a midquel. Yes, sort of like the Christmas. Special. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast Enchanted Christmas. So yeah, this this shows up in young adult and juvenile lists. So I don't know really the mm. age yet, but Disney's on it. I think Here's the, the thing. The beautiful thing is. They're barely even friends, then somebody bends unexpectedly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So Yeah. I, I'd say there was something there's there might be something there that wasn't there before. Yeah. There may so. be something there that wasn't there before. Yeah. Hmm. All right. <laughs> uh Beauty and the Beast, the junior novelization is also Ooh. coming out January thirty first. Normally I wouldn't bring up a junior novelization, but the reason I say this is because I went to go order the Rogue One junior novelization. Yeah. It doesn't come out till March. What? But this Beauty and the Beast one comes out two months before the movie. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Who's going to want to read Rogue One in March? But they're both Star Wars. I know. They're both Disney. I mean, Disney. Yeah, Yeah, they're both both Star Wars. Beauty and the Beast Star Wars? Yeah. He's a Wookiee. She's a simple moisture farmer on Tatooine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's beautiful. (laughs) That's awesome. It's beautiful. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. The last one. It's a comic book. Star Wars Volume 4, Last Flight of the Harbinger. Of the Concords. By Jason Aaron. Okay. So... I bring this up because we have this series. We have the four. We have most of. You don't have to defend yourself to me, man. All right. We've got all the Star Wars, new Star Wars comics, except for that one that you like. 
Kenan? Kenan. Kenan. Kenan, the last pack. Kenan, yeah, it's Kenan and Kel. Kenan and Kel? Kenan and Kel are Jedi. Last Jedi? Yeah, okay. I put you the screw read in the tuna. You what? wouldn't read and or watch uh, a trip with Kenan and Kel. Don't put words in my mouth. And they're Jedi. Don't put words in my mouth. Okay, what if it was a tour through the first three Star Wars movies from yeah. New Hope to Return of the Jedi? We find out Kenan and Kel are just on the sidelines yeah. having their own wacky adventures in the midst. That's like Sort the- of like the Tag and Binks. Yeah. But with Keenan or, and Kel. Or Lion King one and a half with Timon and right. Pumbaa. But you would now watch. Of course I would watch Keenan yeah. and Kel. Yes. It's, it's gold. That's pure gold. Yeah. <laughs> ah, I, with the lightsaber. I'm pretty sure that Kel would do it. Yeah, Kel would do it. Yeah. Keenan's in a movie. That yeah, one, he's in a movie. The Alan Arkin one. Yeah. And Zach Braff movie. Yeah, yeah. Zach Braff? Zach Braff directed, <laughs> Zach Braff directed that. Alan Arkin, Morgan Freeman. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. What's it called? Michael Caine. I can't remember. I can't remember. They're they're old. They yeah. want to rob a bank rob because a bank. they lost their pensions. Lost their pensions. Yeah. All right. Enough selling Michael Caine films. Though. Yeah, let's, I don't have let's to. Let's get on to go check out Go check out Jaws 4, The Man's a Treasure. That's that's the one you want to yeah. push people to? Yeah. Jaws 4. Yeah, even in that steaming, steaming turd, Michael Caine's still fun to watch. Wow. Yeah. I don't think you can say steaming turd on the podcast. I can't? No, you can. Okay. All right. But you can only say it as Robert Goulet now. Oh, steaming turn. <laughs> Robert Goulet's people will be here. If ever I would leave you. <laughs> so, yeah. We're going to be getting phone calls from his. From Goulet's people? Yeah. I saw Goulet once. Did you? I was doing a pr- production of South Pacific, and he was touring in South Pacific. And so they came to our town, and so they invited our cast. And so we came, and we watched it. And then afterwards, I waited around, and I saw him come out. Whoa! That's it. What a crazy story! It's entirely true. That's exciting. Yeah. Good How times. was it? Was his performance better than yours? Oh, well, I wasn't playing Emil. Oh, okay. So. Yeah. He was pretty old. Yeah. He was pretty old. It, when you get to the part where he's like going undercover, uh huh. I don't think so. Yeah. Like 75 year old Robert Goulet and like Army Fatigue. It just didn't, yeah. didn't work. Okay. Navy, I guess. All right. Advanced notices? Yeah. I think we're <laughs> done talking about Robert Goulet. Yeah. Though I love his uh, studio <laughs> recording of Annie Get Your Gun. Okay. And that's a true story. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. No, he's not in the Fantastics, but... What has happened? Sorry. <laughs> Go on. Advanced notices? I'm ready to listen, yeah. You you have advanced notices. You want me to do it this time? Okay. We'll change it up. Uh, let's... <laughs> what? What is happening? <laughs> All right. So these are things that... Long-time are... <laughs> listeners think you just had a stroke on air. <laughs> All that goulet talk. All right. So you can mark your calendars for April because that's, that's when these puppies are Hold coming on, out. my phone? Oh, it's right here. I don't. Yeah, it's right there. Hold on. Uh, the Burial Hour by Jeffrey Deaver. Now, I've not read Jeffrey mark Deaver. Mark my calendar. But his uh, Lincoln Rhyme series is in full force, coming out with uh, book 13. 13, historically a lucky number. So, oh, boy. No, now she's just looking at my yeah, calendar. that's not no, funny. No, mark my okay, It's fine. Uh, anyway, book 13 in the Lincoln Rhyme series, The Burial Hour. Uh, it's coming at you. We're going to have this Ooh. April 11th. I say pre-noon, no. but after breakfast. Okay. Would be my burial hour. The burial hour. hour. Yeah. First international. Well, if it's right around noon, you got to serve a lunch, though. Yeah, that's that, a comforting lunch. But you don't want everybody... You want people like to have the rest of their day. And, yeah, you're right. So they can have, like... Especially if it's a and sunny day. they have an excuse to take off work. Ooh. So... You are... You are welcome, yeah. people. At Number my one internationally best-selling thriller writer Jeffrey Deaver returns to the Lincoln Rhyme series as Rhyme hunts a dangerous killer whose crimes span the Atlantic. Yeah. Atlantic records, do you think? Rhyme be solving fun. crimes just in time. It's fine. We're... Rhyme. Okay. Sorry. Was that like a rap? All right, no. Iris. Okay, Iris Johansson. Ooh. Do, you, do you like Iris Johansson? Uh, 
I like her work. Okay. I've just read the one. I've never read anything. I read one. It was fine. Okay. I never went back. Uh, No Easy Target by Iris Johansson. Uh, Not part of a series, it looks like. When an enemy from her past threatens to return, Margaret Douglas must go on the run. But danger is in hot pursuit, and Margaret finds herself matching wits with a man who refuses to be stopped. Michael Douglas. Nope. Oh. Turning from the hunted to the hunter, Margaret must see everything she has to not only survive, but defeat evil and prove she is, quote, no easy target. In this no high easy target. octane thriller, coming to you April 25th, here at the David A. Howe Public Library. Tina Turner was also in Soundbreaking. A lot mm-hmm. of people in soundbreaking. I say Tina Turner because as I sang that you song about No Easy Target, I realized What's love got to do? that sounds got like a killer Tina it. Turner song. No Easy Target? What's love? Yeah, that does. Like yeah. Tina Turner's No Easy Target. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm No Easy Target. Yeah. yeah. All that hair. <laughs> yep. Uh, High Stakes by Fern Michaels. Okay. The Sisterhood, a group of women bound by friendship <laughs> and a quest for justice. Mm-hmm. Now they're male allies. The men of the sisterhood have formed a top-secret organization of their own with the same goal of helping the helpless and righting the wrongs of the world. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that's it. Uh, So this is coming out. uh, (laughs) Let's see. When is this coming out? I'd love to tell you. April 25th. High stakes. Mm. High stakes. So if you're a Fern Michaels fan, and I can't help you on this. Because while I have read Debbie McCumber, I have not read Fern Any Michaels. Fern Michaels. There, have you seen Fern Gully? I was, yeah, I have seen Fern okay. Gully. I have some real sad news for you. Despite the inclusion of Robin Williams, Fern Gully does not hold up. Oh, it's sorry. It's awful. <sighs> That's a bummer. I know. I didn't want to say it, okay. but you kind of made me. When did you watch it? Oh, I don't know, a few years ago. Well, I, I can tell you that like Fern Gully, Rockadoodle also does not hold up. Sh- shut your mouth. <laughs> Rockadoodle is so good. Yeah. I would watch it right now. I know you. Phil Harris. Okay, the voice of Baloo. Okay. Is the dog? Okay. You're crazy. All right. You're crazy. I know. You're crazy. <laughs> you just made a bunch of Fern Gully fans upset. Ugh. Whoa. Rockadoodle is good. Fern Gully, not good. You know what else holds up? Smoking the Bandit. Yeah, unrelated. Okay, sort of. No, they both. No, it's not Burt Reynolds. Sorry, <laughs> I was thinking they both were Burt Reynolds, but Burt Reynolds is in All Dogs Go to Heaven, which with Dom DeLuise was uh, Don Bluth who did Ferngully. Well, I think Rockadoodle, Rockadoodle, but probably Ferngully. Probably I he definitely film. did Rockadoodle. So okay. super relevant. Uh, anyway, back to what we're really talking about. <laughs> uh, Fern Michaels. Fern, yeah. Uh, Large print. Let's talk large print. So these are these are new to large print books here. Uh, so coming to you in April, we have Dead Man's Canyon by Lorraine Payne. The Hightower Ranch Cowboys discovered a mummified man and his horse in a desert <laughs> cave. <laughs> oh, sorry. A desert canyon near Springville, Arizona. Both shot in the head. Oh, they shot the horse? Mm. What the heck? Yeah. Ordinarily, that should have been the end of it, since yeah. many a man riding the outlaw trail up out of Mexico didn't make it through the godforsaken country. But near the body, the cowboys had dug up a box that contained five bloodstained packets of $100 bills, mm. amounting to $10,000. Who kills a man and leaves behind $10,000? Sheriff Claude Rainey locked the money in the only steel safe in Apache County while he waited to see if anyone would lay claim to it. If you want to find out, Dead Man's Canyon. Dead Man's Canyon. By Lorraine Payne. Okay. Coming to you in April. Finally, in large print, In the Country of the Blind, a novel by Edward Hoagland. Sixty years after the publication of his first novel, Catman, Edward Hoagland, or Hoagland, is publishing his 25th book at the age of 83. This capstone novel, 
That's a wager right there. That's a gamble. Maybe it isn't a capstone. Maybe he's got several books left in him. They don't know. It was like uh, when they called Resident Evil the final chapter. Well, Roger, you're 83, aren't you? Okay. Well, I know you're not two, but you're only putting up two fingers. Uh, this capstone novel set in Vermont's Northeast Kingdom introduces... <laughs> Press a, press a stockbroker uh, going blind. Press has lost his job. His I don't wife. think our listeners know, but Roger has a Rolling Stones tattoo right on his left, uh, on his left arm, right yeah. over his shoulder. Yeah, it's the uh, it's the classic Rolling Stones uh-huh. tongue yeah. sticking out. Yeah, so we're we're talking about like a hard, like yeah. a former hard rocker. Yeah. Uh, yeah, senior don't, that we're dealing don't with. Don't feel sorry for Roger. Yeah, he's right. lived. Yeah, he sure has <laughs> lived. Man, yeah, man, has he lived? Yeah. Uh, you know what? In the Country of the Blind, the novel by Edward Hogland. <laughs> okay. I don't think there's any point in going back yeah, to it Not now. after Roger flipped you two birds. I know, seriously. <laughs> yeah. If we could dock his yeah. pay, yeah, I would. But we can't. No, Legally, we can't. we're obligated no, we to pay him we as have much to, as we it's are. It's just a per diem, yeah. and it's pretty, pretty yeah. low at that. So, yeah. But you're lucky to have it, my friend. Yeah. The intern starring Robert De Niro is a fantasy of mine now, Roger. Seriously. Thank I would you. love to Anne have Hathaway an intern like that. is so lucky. Oh, boy. Do you pick up my dry cleaning? <laughs> Thank you. All right, uh, New York Times bestsellers list. Let's hey, get to here's it. some New York best te- sign. Uh, New oh, York no. Times bestsellers list it's news. It's happening again. This is news about the list. Really? They're going to stop covering uh, graphic novels. Graphic novels. Yeah. And that includes uh, young adult mangas. Yeah. It's so a weird. Long. It's a weird choice. Yeah, they said they're going to cover them more, like in other things. Like I they're going to use those resources to. The old, the old content. bait and switch. But it's it was funny because I read something about it and they were saying librarians use it all the time. And like, I do. Yeah. I, I've used the New York Times bestsellers list for manga to see what series we don't have in our collection and yeah. then go get it. Not yep. no more. I'm sure something else will pop up. But we, Barnes & Noble still exists. Amazon yeah. does their bestsellers list. Yeah. Kids will tell you what's popular. Yeah, kids will tell you. <laughs> All right. Here's the New York Times bestsellers list, though, for hardcover fiction. That's not going away anytime mm-hmm. soon. They sure. love it. No, it's staying around forever. Uh, number 10, 11 yep. weeks on the list, okay. The Chemist by Stephanie Meyer. Nick's... Uh, Hang in, I in guess, there, Steph. Yeah. Stephanie Meyer is actually... Whenever Nick writes fan fiction about his own life, he's yeah. a, he always ends up marrying Stephanie Ste- Meyer. I marry Stephanie Meyer. Yeah. Even when I, she's oh, like, I call her Stephanie. Yeah, yeah. Even when she's like not yeah. in like the first book. Yeah. If you do a sequel... Yeah. You still end up meeting her. Yeah. Just randomly. Like I that know. one where you were in the jungle searching for Aztec treasure. Yeah. And there she was. She's researching a book. Yeah. There was a reason why she'd be there. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I, continuity is very important to me, <laughs> but one way or another, yeah. I'm going to marry Stephanie Meyer. <laughs> bottom line. That's the bottom line. I'm writing it. You yeah. Know what I mean, <laughs> why not? So, anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. You know, not- I'm way more familiar with Stephanie Meyer's work than I should be because I've seen all four Twilight movies. <laughs> five, five Twilight movies. Yeah. Is it? Is there five? Yeah. I thought it was a trilogy. Breaking- that they split one into four. No, it's it's four a movies quadrilogy. They- right. I've seen the host. I read the first several pages the of the host. Yeah. Couldn't go on. Yeah. Haven't read Life and Death. Haven't read The Chemist. If I was going to read any of them, it would be The Chemist. But I'm not yeah. going to do it. Maybe you will. Maybe for book club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Why three not? weeks on the list, Below the Belt, Stuart oh. Woods. Yeah. Uh, I'm not supposed to tell you what the... No, Stone Barrington faces danger when he finds himself in possession of a retired CIA agent's explosive memoir. In fact, if he doesn't get rid of that memoir in 24 hours, it will explode. Really? Creating a nuclear blast that will cover all of Manhattan. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Small Great Things by Jody Bacolt at number eight. Mm. 15 weeks on the list. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to have to club that soon, huh? Like bubblegum. What? Small Great Thing. Right. 
Freshens your breath. Yeah. You know, gives you that nice <laughs> kick. Yep. Gives you confidence because you know you got good smelling yeah. breath. So it's a small, it's a great, okay. it's, a, it's a thing. Uh, number seven, cross the line, James <gasps> Patterson. Mm-hmm. Solo uh, James Patterson. Solo James pretty Patterson. Pretty rare. Yeah. To see a James Patterson in the wild like that, just yeah. all by himself. He's a pack animal. Yeah. He's usually got, uh, you know, a, a Maxine Pietro or a Marshall Carp yeah. yeah. uh, traveling with him, but mm-hmm. here we got him alone. Okay. So, yeah. uh, number six, uh, new this week, Fever Song <gasps> by Karen Marie Moaning. Moaning? Hmm, I don't know. It's not familiar to me. M O N I N G. Moana. Moana? <laughs> Uh, a group of superhumans. I'm a superhuman. A group of superhuman beings fight to save Dublin and humanity. The conclusion of the Fever series. Hmm. Hmm. Dublin's in danger. <laughs> that, no, never mind about that. I got a fever. <laughs> um, five. Number five. Okay. Three weeks on the list. Yep. The Mistress by Danielle Steele. Danielle Steele. So remember, this is about a beautiful mistress uh, of a Russian oligarch. Yep. She falls in love with an artist. She yep. yearns for freedom, mm-hmm. probably from the oligarch. Do you think Danielle Steele just, like, now she goes back to her really early novels and does a finder and replace and just changes names and stuff? Oh, maybe. They're just so, they come out so quickly. Yeah. They come out so quickly. She's either sure. superhuman yeah. or she's plagiarizing herself. Yeah. Well, I know that she has defended, <laughs> she has defended Dublin. Really? In her, in her day. So she really? might be superhuman. Huh. Uh, okay. Number four, The Whistler, John Grisham. This isn't going anywhere, Nick. No, no matter how much you loved it, it's not going anywhere. No, you're remembering it wrong because I didn't like it. Okay, you're going to sneeze again? Oh, boy. That yes. was a sad face. It's like somebody poured pepper into your eyes. I know. I don't know what's happening. Uh, number three, 16 weeks on the list. My wife is reading this right now. Two by Two by Nicholas Sparks. That's about Noah's Ark. Yes. Biblical yes. story of the it, flood. It is a bit Nicholas Sparks writing a, uh, a romance between Noah and Noah's wife. And Noah's wife, yeah. Uh, Historical and, fiction. Yeah, they're having they're having problems in their relationship. That's actually kind of perfect, though. You think about it. Why? You think about it. Okay. Noah's got a nice little family, right? Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, here comes this impending disaster. Uh-huh. And they either have to pull together and become stronger, right. or they lose everything. Right. Well, disaster strikes. Yeah. They have to come together in an unknown area, yeah. surrounded by the unknown, and all they have is each other to cling to. And two of every animal. That's right. Two by two by Nicholas yep. Sparks. Come yep. to a theater near you. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Played by Russell Crowe. Really? Yeah. And Steenburgen? Mary Steenburgen? Well, no, it was Jennifer Connelly. Was it Jennifer Noah. Connelly? Yeah. I, oh, you know what? Steenburgen played uh, uh, Noah's wife opposite John Voight in a super crazy movie. Was, we don't have to get into it was now, Was that though. the... Uh, uh, was it like a made-for-TV movie? <laughs> yeah, it was. it was. I watched that in a... It was shown to me in class one it time. Was I don't know why. Bonkers. It, it was, was shown in my public school. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was Mary Steenburgen? Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Uh, number two... The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead. 24 weeks on the list. Not going anywhere now, man. No Colson way. Colson Whitehead's a National Book Award winner. He's a national treasure. National Book? Yeah, no. National Book Award. That's yeah. what he Okay, yeah. yeah. So that's going to be And Goodreads Choice Awards. It's so. going to be there forever. And you're book clubbing it? Reading we are, it right We are now. currently reading it right now. Copies are scarce. Yeah. So book club members, who I've already said don't listen to this book, please read your book quickly yeah. and then return it so somebody okay. else can check it out. Yeah. Um, and then what do we got here? Number one, new this week. We've already seen him on this list, but he's back. James Patterson for Never Never. Twice on the same list. Never Never by James Patterson and Candace Fox. Oh. Is this, what, what series is this? 
Harriet Blue. Okay. A Sydney sex crimes detective is sent to the outback, the Never Never, to investigate the disappearance of a mine worker. Okay. The first in a new series. Oh, so you're not... That's why you would not know this. Well, it's... Uh, it Wait, is, wasn't it, this a bookshot? Yeah, it started as a bookshot. Okay. Black and Blue was like the little prequel to it. But, I mean, it came out first, so right. it's technically the first book. Yeah. It's point five in the series. That was number one? That's, yeah. Never, never. Never, never. The new series that he's writing with Candace Fox. Fox. Yeah, she sounds pretty. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's sexist. Because her name's Fox. Somebody can't have the last name, last Fox, name Fox and just be a normal looking person? I'm sorry. I'm supposed to assume this is an ugly person? That's better. All right. You know what? All that matters is whether or not she can write. She we can. know James Patterson can't. Oh! oh! Just kidding. I actually like James Patterson. Yeah. I know we give him a hard time, but I do like the Alex Cross books. And I like NYPD Red. Yeah. I wouldn't say they're good, necessarily, but they're yeah. fun. They're your Resident Evil series. They're quick. They're my Resident Evil series. Absolutely. Those are not quick, though. They're slowly paced, All right, and so, sometimes they go over two hours. Yeah, so you chose a terrible example for comparison, but that's fine. Yeah. That's all right. All right. Uh, so what's up next, Nick Foxy? It's segment the time, The ugliest man. man in the world. But my name is Foxy. Oh, it's like one of those ironic nicknames. <laughs> yeah. Like if I was seven foot three and yeah. I was called Tiny. I love those. <laughs> sure. Is. You always know it's coming, but when it happens, yeah. it just cracks What if me the up. irony is that... You have the title of the ugliest man in the world, but you're actually like one of the best looking men in the world. Ooh. That's e- that's even more. What if what if the irony is uh, my last name is Foxy, but I'm actually a hound? <laughs> what would you think about that? That would be the real irony. Yeah. Let's stop saying irony. We should probably cut it because we're about to cut all this bits. Yeah. Because we're we gotta do our uh, segment. We gotta get down to business. To def- to defeat the Huns. Sure. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> All right, well, as we mentioned, we're going to be talking about the Youth Media Awards this year. We have a special guest joining us, Kate Miller, or Miss Kate, as the kids uh, talk to her. So, Kate, say hello. Hello. Thanks for joining us. Kate started at the library January 3rd, and it took her 27 days to convince her to be on the podcast. So. <laughs> and a little bit longer. <laughs> yes, <but> right. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> she reluctantly is with us. So we're going to dig into these uh, Youth Media Awards. Uh, you can find these at the American Library Association website ala.org specifically the association for library service to children so we talked about this um last year's winners uh in our episode winnie the pooh begins that episode 54 is it i don't think so i think it's older than that it's episode 22 actually (laughs) so you can go back and listen to that if you want to if you want to catch up with uh last year's winners I, i liked last year's winners as i recall last year there was there was an upset with a newberry because it was uh yeah roller girl but that was uh that was an oh. honor book. It didn't win. Oh. But uh, Last Stop on Market Street was the first picture book ever to win the Newbery. So that was a... Oh, that's why I didn't read it. Upset. Upset. <laughs> that's why you don't recall. Yeah. <laughs> so we I have, didn't read Roller Girl. That yeah, was great. I, I read Roller Girl, too. That was okay. a good one. I read there, it twice. Oh, I only read it once. <laughs> yeah. I, there are very few... Uh, other than March, Volume 3, there's very few graphic novels uh, represented in any of the categories Weird. this year. So. I don't know. I don't if my know. Sarcasm got through there. No, I, I heard it. Okay. I definitely heard it. Uh, so let's let's talk first about the uh, Geisel Award. So this is obviously in honor of Theodore Seuss Geisel, also known as. Do you know Eric? Doctor Geisel. No, Doctor Seuss. <laughs> oh, Doctor okay. Seuss. Really Thanks for trying. Thanks for trying. Yeah, we should have thrown that one to Kate. That's that's yeah. really her you area. Get a consolation prize. Are you a Seuss fan, Kate? Of course I am. Okay. Who isn't a Seuss fan? I know. <laughs> we did a whole Seuss episode around his birthday last year. Eric's favorite is what Butter Battle book. Uh, is that right? Yeah, I, I think that's what it's called, the the Butter Battle Book. I can't that's, remember that's what, what the I title said. of it yeah. for a while. 
It's about the people that uh, butter their toast on the bottom, and the yeah. other people butter their toast on the top, and they yeah. go to war. It's about mutually insured destruction. Okay. So you think it's a kid's book, but yeah. it's really, it's on the same level as uh, War Games with Matthew Broderick. Good, good. I'm glad you were able to find some darkness in there. <laughs> uh, anyway, the Geisel Award is given annually to the authors and illustrators of the most distinguished American book for beginning readers published in English in the United States during the preceding year. So they always list a couple of honor books. Uh, and then, of course, uh, give one medal. So let me let's start with the honor books. Uh, we have Goodnight Owl, uh, illustrated by Greg Pizzoli, published by Disney Hyperion. We have Oops, Pounce, Quick, Run, an alphabet caper, written and illustrated by Mike Twohey. We have Go Auto Go, written and illustrated by David Milgram. And we have the infamous Ratson, written by... Ratsos, sorry, infamous Ratsos, <laughs> written by Kara LaRue. Have you read any of these? Have Kate? you, Kate? Oh, I me? Know. Oh, boy. Or Kate. Yeah, let's go, Kate. I read a couple Kate. of them, yes. Okay. I read the Oops, Pounce, Quick Run. Yeah. And that one was cute. It went through the alphabet. Each letter had one word for the page, and it told the story throughout. And it was it was pretty cute. Those tend to crack my son up. Like, yeah. when there's a big thing going on, and there's just one word, and I hit it hard, and he, and it he laughs it says more with the illustrations yeah. than it does with the words. It's yeah. Really, yeah. It's fun for him. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I also... we get to Mo Williams. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't jump ahead. Okay. Uh, Good Night Owl. Did you read? I, I read Good Night Owl. I didn't read. Okay. Good Night Owl was also on the Goodreads Choice. It was a finalist. It didn't win. But I read it then. And it's pretty good. It's about an owl who keeps thinking that he hears something and he keeps like overreacting. It basically like destroys his house. So it just keeps going and going. Uh, so it was fun. I wasn't a huge fan of that one. Uh, I, I wanted to read Go Auto Go, but I it never, it just came today in the delivery. So I haven't yeah, I read it yet. And I haven't, I'd never heard of the infamous Ratsos until looking at this. Not so uh, infamous anymore, honor, is he? So. <laughs> But I think we've all read the winner. Uh, we are growing a Mo Williams oh. elephant and piggy like reading sure. book, uh, written and illustrated by Lori Keller. So this is funny because uh, this struck me first of all uh, as kind of a James Patterson esque. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? Yeah, because it's yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so this is about grass growing. So you guys read this, right? Yeah, we yeah. all read this one. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I sat in on one of Kate's story times while she was reading. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Kate and I talked a little bit about this the other day when, when we first read it. But I'm not a big fan of like the Mo Williams brand style. Uh, yeah, the the elephant and piggy books. Everything's just like I know. I'll make it bolder. To yeah. Font and then five exclamation marks. I guess it's like it all has to be screamed. Yeah, and this this one was weird too because the main story is about grass growing, which yeah. obviously is exciting, <laughs> but it it's bookended with elephant and piggy like reading the book, mm-hmm. so it's very I don't know it just feels very commercial to me that it's like yeah. let's let's shepherd this book with these two beloved yeah. characters. Yeah. Now when elephant it's and like piggy when Batman was in Assault on Arkham. Remember when uh, elephant and piggy came to our library? Eric? Yeah, I remember you were, that. You were very involved yes, in the, I the, elef- the role of elephant. Yeah, and the oh, elephant. Boy. Uh, Look at that. There goes the magic. The elephant head. Man. Inside, the helmet that you wear yeah. was squishing the right side of my head yeah. in a way that caused my right eye not to see so well. And I also... Uh, Eric suffers for I his art. Couldn't I couldn't really breathe. Mm-hmm. And it was the hottest day of the year. And that thing had a fan attached to the eye, but it didn't work. Wow. So at one point... Uh, the kids might have looked outside and saw Elephant just leaning one-handed on a bench, <laughs> praying to God to give him one extra hour. It was rough. Wow. So, so you, you have some you personal baggage. I also had yeah. to walk sideways through every door because the el- the elephant ears were huge, yeah. and none of our doors were wide enough for those ears. 
I gotta tell so, you, I'm sorry, I missed this. Yeah, <laughs> there, oh, there are pictures. Don't don't you worry, yeah. Kate. There are pictures. Elephant had a a, a slight drunk waddle to himself yeah. that day. Yeah. So. so, Kate, how do you feel about these? They are good for early readers, I think. Okay. They're simple, to the point. They get their message across yeah. without being complicated. So, but they aren't fun to read out loud. Yes, <laughs> that is exactly it. I hate to read these books because there's no narration. It's just dialogue. It's yeah. all dialogue. So it's hard to, it's I don't know. It's hard to read that aloud. But you know, a, an early reader who's actually sitting down and reading this himself, uh, I can see the appeal. But as a parent, yeah. I hate it's them. Not fun. I hate yeah. them. <laughs> so sorry, Mo Willems. But... Yeah. <laughs> um, so have we already is, said Mo Williams Mo problems. I I think we have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, but if I not, it bared repeating. It, it did. <laughs> it right. did. Uh, it's funny because I guess I would sort of assume that these books would be like Susian. You know, they'd have some sort of quality similar to that, but Rhyme none of them. Or, yeah. Or, no. None of them did. I mean, I guess uh, no. I, I don't that know. Nonsensical stuff like where the readiest and where the yeah all okay. The all right. Stuff. Okay. Sure. That's yeah. Susie. Yeah. yeah. Kind of. <laughs> what was was it? I, I'm not I, saying it's good as Seuss. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, the let me look at the past winners because I think that last year was "Don't Throw It to Mo." Is that is that right? Is that so, the one? Yeah. Yes, it is. "Don't Throw It to Mo," written by uh, David A. Adler. I did like that. That was about like a little kid playing a game, and they were like, "Oh, don't throw to him; he's going to tank it." And that was just sort of about <laughs> you know, give him a yeah. shot, and like Stupid we'll kid. all work together. And so that was good. I mean that that sort of had a message, which is kind of Seussian. Uh, this one. Well, it had its message. You know, you're all unique. Yeah, that's true. You can come real, together. Real groundbreaking one, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. I guess I hadn't really thought about that, that it's it's going for a unique thing. I'm the thing. curliest, and I'm the yeah. neatest, okay. and I'm the, you know, you're, you're creating an identity. Yeah. Well, what do I know? I work I with adults. What did, the last, what, did the, what did the last grass piece realize he was? He was the tidiest. He was the tidiest. He cleaned yeah. up the clippings. Yeah. Everybody's Boy. clipping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's rough. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, it's it's about yard work. Yes. So that's great. Everyone's favorite. The importance of chores here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You're the uncooliest. Uh, Kate, do you do you find that when, when we talk about some of the like adult awards, uh, oh. often um, those, those winning awards doesn't necessarily mean that more people are going to read them or that they're more like commercially interesting. Have you found with kids' awards that people, like, do you have people come in and say, you know, I want to read the most recent Caldecott book? Or I think the Caldecott and the Newberry definitely have more sway than okay. the Seuss. Okay, I, yeah. I feel like maybe that one's not as well known yet. Caldecott yeah. and Newberry feel like they've been around forever, and they're mm-hmm. huge titles, and, you know, people make whole sections in their libraries for yeah. Caldecott and Newberry yeah. Award winners. So you think those do have a little bit of a, of a draw? Of a pull, okay, yeah. well, that makes sense. Uh, so with that in mind, let's move to Caldecott's time. We talk about that for a minute. Uh, quickly, the Caldecott Medal was named in honor of 19th century English illustrator Randolph Caldecott. It's awarded annually by the Association for Library Service to Children, a division of the American Library Association to the artist of the most distinguished American picture book for children. Uh, so again, we have four honor books, so uh, we'll, we'll briefly mention those. Uh, Leave Me Alone, illustrated and written by <laughs> Vera. <Nick> <laughs> yeah, that's my autobiography. <laughs> written and illustrated by Vera Bras. Anybody read this one? Kate? Uh, no, I didn't. No, actually. I haven't either. Ooh. That one had been checked out when I was Yeah, exactly. This, this is actually your third interview <laughs> so, for the job. Yeah. Oh, man, we already gave it. Bad. This is the fourth. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. We're going to keep going. No, but um, 
when as soon as these were announced, I was like on the desk and they were announced. I'm like, hold place, hold place. (laughs) And they were. They snapped right up. Uh, So, yeah, I didn't get this one in time either. Uh, So I don't know. But it didn't win anyway. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. whatever. But it is. It is. Yeah, it's a Caldecott honor. Uh, Freedom in Congo Square, illustrated by Gregory Christie, written by Carol Boston. Now, I did read this one. Uh, and I liked this. This this was a, the illustration was inventive. Um, story was good, uh, a little sad, um, just about uh, basically slaves uh, and having um, Sunday off and that that time that they had. Uh, so it's a pretty, it's heavy, you know. It's yeah. definitely yeah. A, a heavy book, um, but it but it worked well because it was something you could read to younger kids. Like it didn't go, it wasn't so deep or so upsetting yeah. that you know it was. Yeah. But it kind of. Um, you know, it, it used the illustrations really well to sort of get that uh, information out there. So it's yeah. a good early book. So I'll, I'll give it props for that. Uh, <laughs> Do is talk, illustrated and written by Carson Ellis. That sounds are like you, nonsense. Are you, it's exactly right. Have been <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, really? Are you guys familiar with this one at all? I haven't gotten my hands on okay. it. It has been checked out. Every all right. Time I try. This one I actually picked up before it was on the list. So yeah. just just reading to my son. That's He's all. So ahead of do you also yeah. have an Apple computer? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I'm real ahead of the times. So this is all nonsense. Like, it's not anything. It's just, uh, it's this little story about this thing growing and a little tree fort and spiders and things happening. All the dialogue is just in a made-up language. And it's just, you know, it's the pictures and it's how you say the words to get it across. My son loved it. Okay. I mean, he he was fine that well, I was. He doesn't really have a grasp. Of he, no, every English word. Either. He was fine that I was saying nonsense because he liked the pictures, which yeah. you know was a big was thing. Was he laughing with at the nonsense words, or do you think he was just like, "This is a word I haven't met yet"? Yeah, I think he was like, "Oh no, Dad's lost it. <laughs> okay. Just play along." Okay, boy, this is fun, Dad. <laughs> Mom. Uh, and finally, they all saw a cat, illustrated and written by Brendan Wenzel. Uh, <laughs> so this one was another one that was on the Goodreads list. So uh, I read this one a while back. You you, you know this I one, Kate, this one right? Too, yeah. uh, so this one is nice. It's um, what do you want to talk about it? Um, it shows a cat going through pretty much just its typical day, but it shows it from other animals' perspectives. Yeah. There was like a bat and mm-hmm. a mouse, I think yeah. there was. There were a bunch, and you know, just it was big and it was scary, or it was just a bunch of little dots, yeah. and there was a bee, so there were a bunch of different eyes. You yeah. Know, just the different perspective from each different animal. Yeah, it's and really see, cute. I like that because it's sort of, I mean, it is cute and it's it, it's interesting and it also sort of opens up uh, dialogue just a little bit about perspective and context and stuff in a very simple and even, way. And even the science behind it. Oh, sure. I think yeah. With the bat, it was like a bunch of little circles, yeah. almost like the sonar, you know, yeah. the sound bouncing off mm-hmm. of the shape, and mm-hmm. you could with that the bat could see what it was yeah so i thought that was interesting was even if a, not entirely scientifically accurate do you see it from a horse perspective i don't remember i don't remember i like the illustration in this one it was kind of that collage cut out sort of look yeah. right yeah. wasn't this yep. one yeah yeah so i like that one a lot uh the winner talk about heavy yeah now it's we a d- dark book <laughs> it really was <laughs> Uh, do you have this one up in front of you, Eric? Do you no. want to, do, okay. Radiant Child? Yeah, Radiant Child, the story of uh, young artist Jean-Michel Besquat. I don't know. Oh, I had to that. look up after I read yes. the book. Illustrated and written by Javaka Steptoe. So this is, um, oh, I see, I don't know how to say this author's last name, but it's in the author's style, like all the illustrations. Basquia. Basquia. Okay, thank you. Um, so it uh, it's it's in that style of these like, you know, found pieces and random, you know, right. pieces of wood. And so she she told this biography of this artist in his style. So it's it's a it's a clever thing to do because it, it 
It's just you, like one page you're reading is like he wanted to be the best artist he could ever be. Yeah. He also liked drinking milk. And then you yeah. turn the page, it's like, but after he was hit by a car, yeah. all his bones were broken. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And you're like, when did this happen? Yeah. yeah. It was very abrupt. It yeah. was, yeah. yeah. It really Unfortunately, was. his mom had to go away. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> I was reading this in the living room. Uh, my son was sitting on the couch and my wife was on the chair and we we're just going through it and I turned the page and read that and she and I are just like, Ooh, whoa, <laughs> yeah. unexpected twist. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, uh, when we're talking about Keldicott here, which uh, really is, is about the visual in a lot of ways, um, it was very visually impressive. Yeah, I it think. was. And, Absolutely. And I like that the... I, like that the, I just um, could have done without the pages of his mom having to close and sh- open the refrigerator <laughs> Door yeah. Times yeah. No, it was upsetting certainly, but I like that. I like that the illustrations um, served a purpose because it yeah. was just another. Yes. It was a part of the biography yeah. to see yeah. this is the kind of art that uh, uh, he made, like yeah. based on those experiences. So I like that because it, it served a dual purpose. You know, the the art was was a part of it, which was you know the makes art was sense. Definitely the best part of it. Too. Yeah, I agree. Because I've been writing your biography yeah. using the same art style. <laughs> really? And it doesn't work. <laughs> really? Because it seems like it would. No. But, <laughs> all right. Well, what are you going to do? Um, I So I did like this. I'm sort of like, I'm not really sure what age I would put this to. Because Wait, it's you a, read it to your son, though, right? How I old did. Your son? He's two and a half. Okay. So I don't think I would repeat it. I mean, he was fine. He liked the illustrations, he liked right. the pictures. He didn't quite understand that. Like, mom's crazy now. <laughs> Uh, so it wasn't it wasn't traumatic, but like, you know, it is a picture book. It is it's not tons of words. So like, where do you put this age wise? It's it's kind of. I mean, we would put it in nonfiction, but um, you know, it's, it's hard to a know. Hard audience, it is. It, re- it is. I mean, it's very informational. It's good information yeah. for people to know. You can see a, a replica almost of his artwork. Yeah. And figure out his life story. Yeah. But it's it's just very awkward that's exactly what i thought i just like i just didn't know what to do with it um so i'm glad that i read it and this is another one that i I picked up before they announced but um which was good because i should mention too as we're going through all these books i mean hats off to our children's staff uh, including uh, former children's librarian katura because we had almost all of these and what we didn't have kate ordered so (laughs) we're set with uh with honor books and everything we've uh we've got what we need so uh, if you want to find any of these books, we'll have them. Of course, there's a million holds on them, but sooner or later, they'll make it to you. You'll get them by next year. That's right. Yeah, just in time for next year. All right, so let's move on to the Newberry. The Newberry Medal was named for 18th century British bookseller John Newberry. It's awarded annually by the Association of Library Service to Children, a division of the American Library Association, to the author of the most distinguished contribution to American literature for children. Uh, so this... Huh. This <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. I was just thinking about that in the book. Yeah. The one. Go ahead, though. Okay. All right. So we won't get to the winner yet. We'll talk about the honor books. Uh, so three honor books this year. And last year, this had this is where Roller Girl was. It fell into the uh-huh. here as a graphic novel. Yeah. So big controversy when that well, happened. Well, I mean, it was kind of a progressive panel, I guess, last year because a graphic novel made the made an honor and. Uh, picture book was awarded yeah. uh, the the award. Yeah. Well, graphics are so, out this year. Yeah, look out. Is gone. Yeah, just, 2017, baby. Just March. Uh, so this is one. Now, I talked a little bit about this on the podcast, and Kate and I were talking about before we started rolling, but uh, I read Wild Robot because it was kind of a favorite to win the Newberry. Uh, so it before the, your, it did hard hearted heart. it was so it was so yeah. upsetting it was yeah. like Roz the robot yeah. just like all she knows is this island and yeah. her like robot overlords come back for her I was not prepared for it yeah. and I quit it and was just like 
<laughs> That's where I have to go write more fan fiction right there. Yeah. Like, and then Roz escaped, and she and her gosling lived happily ever after. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Wait, now I know. I haven't read it, but now I know there's a gosling. You can't handle it, my friend. I bet I could. You can't handle it. I made it through the Iron Giant. No, no. This it, it would be like you you when you try to read your Nicholas Sparks book, and I have to come mop you off the floor. You just I made it through. All. You're just in a snuggie, surrounded <laughs> no. by Kleenex, crying your little eyes out. You couldn't handle to it. To be fair. I didn't make it through Inside Out dry-eyed. Yeah. So. Yeah, no. How could you? If, <laughs> if, uh, if the wild robot is as sad as the Inside Out. Yeah, maybe maybe not that sad, but it's just it's conceptually oh, upsetting. But I, I broke my own little heart for no reason because it didn't even get an honor. <laughs> I so. think it needed a good breaking. Though. Yeah, you're you've right. Been, you've been pretty cold. You're right. Couple <laughs> yeah. Years. yeah. Yeah. Now I can love again. So that's great. <laughs> uh, so here are the three honors. We have Wolf Hollow written by Lauren Walt. Oh, so yeah. Isn't that... Kate I don't know knows. anything about that. You don't yeah. know anything about well, that. Well, we have it, and I've seen it show yes. up on a few other lists. It was in the... Did it not win the Goodreads? It was at least in the running if yeah. it didn't win. I All don't right. know if it did or not. What I'm is this one, Kate? only about halfway through. Okay. Um, so far, it's, you know, there's a... I don't know what time period it's even set in. Okay. The truth. I want to World say War II. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Wait, does this not have to do with wolves? Set in rural Pennsylvania during World War II, this compelling story of consequences addresses complex issues of bullying, PTSD, and discrimination. Yes. And it's interesting. Um, Again, I'm only halfway, so I don't know. But it's it's a good read because it's very relatable. Mm. What? Because it's all the books? No, because you said said good reads. Yeah, we love good reads. They should sponsor us. Yeah. There you go. It's relatable, you said? It is, because (laughs) I could imagine reading it as a juvenile or a young adult. You know, if you were being bullied, you would find yourself in this story. okay. But I don't know how it's resolved yet either, so maybe I shouldn't say Yeah. Maybe you don't want to find yourself in this story. (laughs) We'll update. Yeah. (laughs) To be continued on that one. uh, Out of all of these, this is the only one that I was even remotely aware of before these awards were announced. Will follow? Yeah. I'd seen this a lot and, and just heard people talking about it. Uh, the other ones, uh, next for the honor books, The Inquisitor's Tale or The Three Magical Children and Their Holy Dog, written by Adam Gidwitz. Not heard of this at all. Uh, informed by six years of research and reminiscent of the Canterbury Tales, Adam Gidwitz has written a brand new illuminated manuscript, a sometimes harrowing, sometimes hilarious epic about three magical friends on the run in 1242 France and their encounters with a dragon, a holy dog, and cheese. Nice. So okay, sure. <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, are you guys familiar with this one at all? I didn't yeah. Get my hands on so that this one. is a this is a weird one, uh, and and I think I don't know. It just sort of came out of nowhere. Like I just was not aware of this one. I did see it on one prediction list, but I didn't oh, get a okay. chance to get all right. to it. I don't even think I saw it on a prediction list. Yeah. So uh, you're beating me there. Uh, final. Um, a final honor book: Freedom Over Me. Eleven slaves, their lives and dreams, brought to life by Ashley Bryan. Inspired by an 1828 estate appraisement, Ashley Bryan honors the lives of 11 slaves in poetry and collage, conveying the terror of the uh, patteroller and the hope of voices raised in song. Bryan imagines for each person a life of oppression and a dream for freedom. I did not read this one. Which is what is this called again? Freedom, freedom over, over me. me. It looks like a picture book. Ah. It's, it's it's set up like a picture okay. book. Okay. Yeah. I did yeah. take a look at it. I didn't read through the whole yeah. thing, but it was individual poems. Mm-hmm. For each um, person. Okay. You know, she assigned them a name and a job. And, okay. I mean, she based it off of fact. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, like a bill of sale, essentially. Okay. Oh, I but see. But there weren't details uh-huh. as to their lives. So she kind of created lives for okay. them. Okay. That's you know, interesting. One was the uh, 
washer you know she did the laundry Mm -hmm. for the family and this and that and they she just built these lives up they were husband and wife Mm. and they had this kid and they took care of and it was it was an interesting take from such a small amount of information Mm -hmm. yeah so that's that's another one probably where where format is kind of confusing when you see books that look like that you kind of assume that they're they're going to be picture books that you can read to that uh, (laughs) younger age but no there was one um this this was on a a list ideas are all around by philip stead i don't know if you guys saw this one at all this is one that we have um I loved it. I think it was up for, I think it was on prediction list for the Caldecott. And it's about a writer who doesn't have any ideas. And so he takes his dog for a walk. And it's, uh, it looks like it's written on a typewriter. And it just has really simple art. I loved it. My son and I have read this one a million times. He likes it too. So I was really pulling for that one uh, on the Caldecott. And it didn't make it. So I just wanted to mention that before we moved on. Because I thought that was very good. And we do have it here. Uh, So finally, drum roll. You want to do a drum roll? No, no it's fine. No. Do you want your you want your little noisemaker? I no. think we have it's fine. Uh, Neil Pert on retainer though. Really? He could just come out and do a oh, drum roll. Oh, great! That'd be perfect. Actually, we'll work it in later. Okay. I'll yeah. just read it. I'll just read it now. <laughs> uh, two, 2017 uh, Newbery Medal winner, "The Girl Who Drank the Moon," written by Kelly Barnhill and published by Algonquin Young Readers. Uh, Moonlight is magic. Ask anyone you like. Barnhill's story is also pure magic, distinguished by careful development of a complex plot and indelible evocation of unique characters love heartbreak hope sorrow and wonder all shine in exquisite lyrical prose discuss i need to finish this okay oh you uh, need to yeah i, I haven't finished finish it, it yet you guys can do uh, your homework here's my problem with this book yeah it's i'll accept your reports but it's a letter grade for each day you're late darn it sorry <laughs> it's uh it's about 500 pages okay it's a juvenile oh, book that's about 500 four. pages it's, it's what just under 400 oh it's just under wow okay <laughs> <laughs> oh boy so well, early reviews are not looking good is what we're saying here's the thing okay the writing style is written in that like a juvenile level level yes. sure so like the story is whimsical and complicated and everything but the style of the writing is just like just under that level where i can invest in mm. like there are young adult books that will bore me because of the writing style but there are others that they're they're at that level where i'm like okay this isn't bad and the story is good so yeah. i can get into it right but this one is like it's the same as um, The Ranger's Apprentice, where, like, reading the first one, I was like, I would like this if it was just a little higher in terms of, like... And, like, lots of adults like The Ranger's Apprentice and stuff, but, like, for me, it was just... It was just too... I don't know, too young. Juvenile? Yeah. And so, and the same thing... I'm having the same problem with this one. And uh, it's also fantasy, but it's the kind of fantasy I don't click with, where, like... She feeds a baby like starlight, like spaghetti. So it's just like a kind of like nonsense fantasy. Yeah. Um, I'm sh- I'm sure. Hopefully, when I finish it, you know, I'll be like, oh, it was good. But the main plot is that there's a town uh, hidden away in the woods, and they have to bring a baby into the forest every year to mm-hmm. give to the witch, so the witch doesn't uh, kill them. Destroy okay. The but has. it's revealed, like in the second chapter, that. There is no witch. Mm. That no witch comes and takes the babies. That the people in charge of the town just do it to keep people in control. It's very Hunger Games of them. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> um, and so, but they think uh, the babies get eaten by wild animals every mm. year. But an actual witch does come, takes the baby, and then brings it to like all the successful towns outside of the woods. <laughs> oh. And they get adopted. That nobody knows about. Wow. So, but uh, this one, the girl who drank the moon, is about a girl that she raises. Well, that sounds kind of compelling. Is it? I, but I it just haven't feel... reached the compelling part yet. <laughs> So. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I, guess, enjoying I guess I'm it. not quite as much of a snob as Eric. I can, I can <laughs> oh. come down to the wow. level uh-huh. 
a little bit and find the joy in it. I just reread Outsiders and loved it. <laughs> well, you know, I think I, mean, you, I think you bring up an interesting point, though, because just because it's juvenile, it's, it's meant for that younger audience, I think right. the really good stuff has sort of a timeless feel. I think that's why, you know, we have so many adult fans of, of young adult and, and juvenile literature because yeah. it has that timelessness, and, and it sounds like maybe... It's not, it's not bad writing. Okay. It's just, I just... I just can't get really invested. It yeah. is. It's just it, a little bit too it's whimsical toward, for me. You know, preteens and teens, I would yeah. say. Mm-hmm. You know, not that young adult crowd. It doesn't have that. There's no love triangles or no, dystopian. No. <laughs> okay. It's it's not like that. It's but I'm finding it enjoyable. Okay. I guess I don't mind now, the sense fantasy. This is another mm-hmm. one where I had never heard of this until it said that it won. Yeah. Nope. So not no on clue. anyways. I know we I know we did have it, yeah. so it mm-hmm. must have been a starred review and a couple of different things, probably Hornbook. Um but it wasn't it wasn't on my radar okay. at all. And I don't think it showed up on the Goodreads Choice Awards at all either. Oh so interesting. I don't remember seeing it. It it doesn't do you remember, Eric? I uh I almost want to say it won. Really? Did it? I don't know. No, we can go back and look right. at our Goodreads winner, but um, okay. Uh, well, that's interesting. I mean, they don't always, uh, it doesn't always appeal to everyone. I mean, the thing that I really liked about last year's winner for the Newberry, uh, Last Up on Market Street, uh, was that it was, I mean, they used this bus, this bus stops for the, for the kid and his grandma to see, you know, all these different types of people, you know, different right. stations in life, different ethnicities, whatever. And it was like, it was uh, very simple, but in an elegant way where you could sort of go through. So that was one that I thought, um, you know, even as an adult, even though I'm reading this to a child, I still found that one good. You different know, levels I, of complexity. Exactly. It, where yes. an adult can enjoy it on a different level than right. a child. Right. All well, right. I am interested to hear what you guys think of The Girl Who Drank the Moon when um, you finish. So. It didn't make the list. It okay. didn't make Goodreads no, list so. at all. Um, the Wild Robot is pretty far down, and Wolf Hollow isn't very high up either. Hmm. Yeah. So the winner was uh, The Trials of Apollo by Rick Ryden. So well, that does, yeah, that's not surprising <laughs> at all. No. But that's that's a big difference between like the Goodreads or the People's Choice yeah. and like these yeah. uh, specific ones with right. you know educated panels and things that they're really you know going for something different. And it's interesting when they uh, match up, like Colson Whitehead, for example, Underground Railroad. I mean, that right. won Goodreads and it won the. Um, National Book Award. Oh, National right. Book Award. So I mean, it does happen that they that they cross over, but I, I think it's rare. I read your mama's approval list of the year for 2016. Yeah, I, what are was you, the winner? You doing you doing your mama jokes? Is that <laughs> no. okay? I thought All that right. was what your That's mom weird. called her best of. 2016. List. No, you're making that up. Huh. You're making that up. Right. It's a good title, though. So, <laughs> so thank you for bringing that up. Well, any final thoughts? Uh, well, you know, we should mention March Volume Three. Uh, Why we, should we mention that? Well, we didn't get into it too much, but we'll it actually slow down there it, because the uh, Prince Award have happened. Oh, okay, great. Let's do it. All right. So these are the Young Adult uh, Awards. Okay. Uh, handed out by Prince's estate. Uh, the artist formerly known as Prince. Artist, okay. Formerly known as Prince. Yes, Wolf, thank you. No, th- none of this is true. Okay. It is called the Prince Award. Prince with a Z. Okay. Which oh, that's how you wouldn't know. really be far beyond pr- something Prince would do anyway. No, he would do it, yeah. So uh, what do we have here? We have The Sun is Also a Star nominated. Mm. Uh, that's true, same... you know. <laughs> the Sun is Also a Star. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So is this a nonfiction? Yeah. Is that it? No, yes, this, yeah, this is nonfiction <laughs> explaining uh, how stars work and okay. collapse. and. All right. Anyway, that's not true, though, is it? No, it's not. Okay. What? That stars collapse? They do. That's no, I know that. I know that. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just be quiet. Um, <laughs> Nicola Yoon. So this, she wrote Everything, Everything, which is going to be a movie 
um, this year. It's everything, everything was the story about the girl who's allergic to everything. Oh. And she decides Good to, title. She meets her neighbor? Yes. And they go on an adventure? I haven't read that one. Hmm. The, no. Not a bad one. I don't see this one in the system at all. The sun, sun is, is also, also a star? star? Yeah. We have it. <gasps> that <laughs> was happened? crazy. Man, too bad I'm recording this in mono. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Scythe. By Neil Schusterman. I read this during our Sexy New Book Club. Ah. Uh, you remember this one? About yeah. The, what are they? I was not a fan. Right. You weren't. Sorry. Oh, because the name is Citra and uh, uh, Rowan. Don't start. Rowan. Yeah. Rowan. Oh, man. Someone Rowan. named Fresca. Yeah, Fresca. Oh, I see it. I don't know why I missed it before. That's embarrassing. Yeah, it uh, is. So you have The Passion of Dulce by Julie Berry nominated. I'm not familiar with this at all. We don't have this. Have you heard of this? I've got nothing. Right. I can't help you, man. Well, The Passion of Dulce is by, again, Julie Berry. It's about a, it's a historical epic. Mm. tells the tale of Dulce, an accused heretic on the run. Yeah. And the three sisters who find her and help her. This wasn't, this wasn't a winner, right? This was, no, a, this was, honor. A, was honor. an honor. Okay. They're all winners. Yeah. It's yeah. just an honor to be nominated. Yeah. That, um, that is in the system. You're right that we don't have it. But it is available if people okay. are interested. Um, last nomination, uh, Asking For It by Louise O'Neill. Louise O'Neill uh, has written other books, uh, the one I'm most familiar with is Only Ever Yours. Okay. You've seen this in our collection. Mm-hmm. We, have we do have and, we do uh, have asking for it, yeah. Uh, right. And she has the new one, I Call Myself a Feminist, that came out this year as well. Okay. Um, asking for it was nominated. Uh, and the winner is March, book oh, three, well. by John Lewis, Andrew Aiden, and Nate Powell. Okay. Uh, yeah, that won a couple of things. It won the Coretta Scott King Award as well. Yeah. Uh, so there's uh, three or four I different things just, that it won. I just so. read volume one. I've only read volume one too, but I liked it. <gasps> okay. I plan to, I plan to continue it. All right. I plan to continue it though, because it is a good, it's a good series. It's good. And what the first one does is it, it, it is telling an overarching plot yeah. about the civil rights movement, but the first one is very focused on his early life and then John Lewis. John Lewis's yeah. early life and then the sit-ins that he was uh yeah. that he partook in uh in restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um so it's like very focused on that. So it's there's if that was the only volume, you would almost feel like you got, you know, a full story. Yeah, it didn't but really it, keeps it, going. it has a little tag that's sort of like to be continued. Yeah. But without that it could yeah. it could stand alone. Yep. But I I mean I plan to uh continue it, certainly. So that's a good thing. But yes, I remember book one. The each book I think have been on list. I think but so the too. The third book has has been on a lot. Of, did yeah. it win the national book award yes, it for did. young adults as well? Yes, it did. Yeah. So, the Prince Award seems a lot more uh, open minded because they also nominated back when it came out uh, American Born Chinese, which oh, is okay. a young adult graphic novel yeah, as graphic. well. Mm-hmm. So they don't seem to to uh, to care if it's uh, graphic or not. So Newberry. <laughs> yeah, you know, just you, your move. Yeah, your move, Newberry Award. <laughs> I right. still haven't read Island of the Blue Dolphins. Put it in a comic book. Yeah, not this hundred-page easy to read. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've told you my problem with Newberries is that I never read any in school. Oh yeah, I never understood why. But then as I got older, I'm like, was I not as good of a reader as I thought yeah. I was? Yeah, it's been it's been an issue. Yeah, well, I'm glad you can finally uh, accept that yeah. fact and yeah. and learn from it and move I forward. I was reading Michael right. Crichton. That's great. Because we're reading Islands of Blue Dolphins. I Good for Michael you. Crichton. I should have been in those class. Uh, do you like Michael Crichton, Kate? No. I'm not oh. Michael Crichton. Wait, you, oh, oh boy. Well, then she doesn't know Jeff, if she oh, likes I'm Michael Crichton. I should not say I don't like. Yeah. All right. So you <laughs> do you like Jurassic Park? The movie? What? Meh. Huh. 
Uh, I need to go. Okay. We're going off script, but now I got to ask, do you have a favorite book? I know that's hard to say. Harry Ever. Potters. Harry Potter's. Yeah, Classic. I got to go there. Okay. Yeah. All oh. right. Glad Good we stuff. can be so cruel to Jurassic Park and you pick, a, you pick a, a safety net like Harry Potter. You're going to get a, <laughs> oh, no. a lot of controversy safety from net. that pick. Oh, <laughs> Although no. there was a lot of controversy about Harry Potter when they came out, as uh, you'll yeah. recall. That's true. A lot Park. of schisms re-Harry Potter. Things. Schools yeah. were banning Jurassic Park. Yeah. They didn't want us learning about uh, yeah. genetic engineering. <laughs> yeah, so, that, that's a lie. Yeah, <laughs> no, so, that is true. So you've suffered as Dinosaur well. Dinosaur education was very popular. Uh, uh, well, uh, back to our topic. Any final thoughts on the nominees or anything that you were hoping was going to make it in there that didn't? Anything that you want hmm. to read because of this list? Uh, well, I mean, I picked up, I finally, it got me to pick up March. Okay. I kept meaning to pick up March and it mm-hmm. just didn't happen. But now like the third yeah. one's done. I'm like, well, now I can just read the whole thing yeah. in the series. There so go. there's that. Yeah, um, I agree too. I, I, might I picked read that up. Wild Robot. Oh. Not because it was nominated, but because it broke your heart. Yeah, it did. <laughs> see, it did. See if you're just too much of a softie. Okay. But you know how I feel about robots too. Yeah. It's just as sad. Yeah, it's a lot. So. It's a lot. All right. Well, uh, I guess I guess we're going to close the book on that, but Kate, stay around for a minute because I want to talk story time. So we're going to get into library news now. So Eric, what do you have coming up? Uh, I wasn't prepared for this. Because uh, we, we end every show yeah, this way. But yeah, I know. Um, all right. So we're showing Jurassic Park here for no, Kate's that's benefit. Not, that's not true. Oh, okay. We're yeah. doing a Jurassic Park book club? C- incorrect. <laughs> I mean, I'd be up for it. But, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, no, we've got a teen anime club every Wednesday at 5.30 to 7.30. Soon to be moving to our new spot upstairs. Yeah, that's true. Exciting our teen stuff. teen lounge. And you know, while we mention that, we our should... teen zone. Yes. But zone is connected to teen yeah. z forms teens teen zone. zone yeah while we're on that topic <laughs> That's a though, lie. Should... we should mention that we are in need of furniture so if you have couches mm-hmm. uh, rugs tables chairs mm-hmm. anything like that that you don't want anymore we'll take it yeah and we'll put it in the teen space yeah so um anyway yes. sorry i interrupted though Go no, on. card just, game club we got after school cards uh after i should say card game ah, now you got me all confused after school card game club yeah, that's just what it's called. That's, that's what exactly what I said. But I didn't want people thinking we're teens are coming over to play poker and uh, gamble oh, yeah. out their lunch money. Yeah, They're but just, it's all bridge, it's only the, bridge. It's, it's uh, Yu-Gi-Oh and uh, Pokemon. Okay, mainly. All right. That's every Tuesday at three to five. Okay. And then Minecraft oh, we, Mondays. Minecraft Mondays. Yeah. Uh, that's three to five. I guess I should have just Monday. let you be quiet, and I should have just done yeah. this myself. But this Friday, which is February what? Third. Third, we're showing middle school. Is it the worst years of my life? Worst years of my life, based on a book by James James Patterson. Patterson. It it all comes back full uh, circle. Fans of uh, Gilmore Girls, Lauren Graham is in this movie. Yes, she is. uh, Fans of the Comedy Central series Reviewed. Yeah. uh, That guy is in there too. Or just Review. The main kid was the kid from Private Practice. So if you like the Shonda Rhimes shows. Private practice kid stars in the, the middle school movie. Well, there you go. So, so I'm sure that's a pretty wide audience. I don't audience. really know what this is about. He's just a troublemaker. Yeah, middle school. It's the worst years of his yeah, life, man. Hard. What more do you need to know? Yeah, okay, yeah, I yeah. think so. so I think we got it. We're showing that. Uh, and that's at 3.30. There'll be popcorn. Bring the kids. If you don't have kids, get out of here. <laughs> um, what else we got? Well, uh, we've got uh, our first concert of the of the year is starting February 9th. This is uh, Amanda Bruce Cox. No, 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 no. Amanda Cox, <laughs> Sharon Johnson. Band? Uh, combined concerts, vocals, piano. They do a lot of classical stuff. They do some Broadway stuff. Really excellent uh, show. So we hope you'll come out for that. That's the first of our concerts, as I said. 7 o'clock on February 9th, so we're very excited about that. Book clubs are just uh, 
wrapping up uh, I've Got You Under My Skin by Mary Higgins Clark, and we're moving on to John Grisham's The Pelican Brief. This is the first time I've snuck some John Grisham into the book club. Have you seen the movie? No, I haven't, actually. Who's in that? Denzel? It's Denzel Washington and Julia Roberts, yeah. I'll have to watch it after I read the book. On Weekend Update, his little, like, snide comment that the movie was anything but brief. It was a very (laughs) boring film. That was back when David Spade was funny. I'm sorry, I took us back too far. No Pelicans in it at all. (laughs) So we're doing that, and then we're uh, attempting Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead. But as we said earlier, there are so many copies in demand that it's hard to get them in. So read it quick and return it so my peeps can get copies of this Is that what you call your book club people? I'm trying it out. I'm workshopping it. We'll see how it works. Like our podcasts. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So uh, our next our next uh, kid movie is February 13th. We're showing Romeo and Juliet at 3:30. So you can come check that out. It's after school. It's right in time for Valentine's Day. Nobody could see my disapproval head shake. It's right in time for Valentine's Day. Yeah, I mean that's fine. it was cute. It was cute. There you go. It's 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 James McAvoy. Oh yeah, I'm sold. He's Romeo. Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't Are you matter. showing Arthur Christmas then? No, I'm not. Are you going to show uh, that I don't, 10 movie? I don't want to do this anymore. What's that movie? Starter for 10? No. Okay. All right. Um, but let's, while we're talking kids, Last let's talk King about... Scotland? <laughs> no, I hate Forrest Whitaker. I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch. You don't hate him. I do. What about That's that movie? That's harsh. Uh, I don't like him in movies. He's probably a very nice man. Probably a very nice man. But I want to talk about story time while we have Kate here. We're starting up again. So we let's are. talk. Uh, week of February 13th. Okay. Um, Monday nights, we are going to try to do like a quiet time Ooh. for kids who might not enjoy the hustle and bustle of a typical story time. Okay. <laughs> going to do that from about 4 to 5 p.m. Okay. Just have books that they can read, crafts that they can do. I'll be there to help with anything they want. Um, we are going to do... Now, are you, if, if like a one-on-one, they want you to read them absolutely. a book, is that part of it? Okay. Yes, please, please. Um, Tuesday, 10.30, we will do a preschool age story time from about okay. 3 to 6. We'll do a couple of stories, a song or a rhyme, a craft and an activity. Okay. Um, we will do an encore of that on Thursdays. Ooh. In case you can't make it to the 10.30, we will have it Thursday 1 again. Okay. Um, and then well, People Fridays. can come to both if they want. Oh, absolutely. Right? I'd never turn anybody things. away. Yeah, okay. Um, and Friday at... 10:30. Okay. We will do a toddler time. It's about oh. 18 to 36 months. Couple of short stories and then a lot of moving, dancing, jumping around, nice. rhymes, songs. Right. How many months is your son? He's so what is that? He's He falls in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's in 36 there. 36 30. He's like 30 months. Years. He's like 30 months. How about that? Year and something months. Okay. Not not for you, not for this. I just one and a half to three years. One and a half to three years. There you go. I'm gonna is start, the math better for that? I'm gonna count yeah. my own age in years. <laughs> in months. In months. All right. Yeah. That's in, yeah. In months. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, that was dynamite. I think. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, Kate. Wait, Remember, is that really it? Yeah, that's really it. Oh, I feel like we're missing something. No, we're not. Next week we're gonna be talking about <laughs> Dan Brown. Super relevant. How we're do you gonna feel about Dan we're Brown? gonna dig into some Dan Brown. I don't know much about Dan Brown. Da Vinci Code. Well, this 396 month year old. Month year old. Thank you. Is, is that a thing? A month year old. Yeah. Okay. Month, oh, month old. Month old. Yeah. yeah. Darn it. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I've already had problems today. We, so we want you to send us your thoughts about Dan Brown. We're gonna be talking about Nicholas Sparks just in time for How Valentine's do you feel about Day. Sparks? I'll pass. Okay, she's gonna pass. <laughs> and then eventually we're gonna be talking about Lemony Snicket, some other things. How do you so feel about Lemony Snicket? Lemony Snicket is cool. Yeah, he is. He's cool. You've got to read the bad beginning. You've got to read. Folks, don't let him, hey. don't let him off the hook. He's got to read Nicholas Sparks read and Lemony Snicket. He's got to. Oh, it's just Lemony Snicket is just so like, am I real doll? No, but maybe. You uh, haven't read it. So you haven't read key. it. You haven't read it. Things are bad, but that's not fair. 
It's not fair. Bad beginning. Bad beginning will take you like an hour and a half to read. I saw the movie. I was one of seven people who saw that movie in theater. No, you stop. It's good. I think you'll like it. You can't start a sentence judging a book by saying Uh, I saw the movie. I think you're gonna like it, and it's such a minimal time commitment. So you you got a couple weeks. You got a couple weeks to get it. My wife's been watching the uh, Netflix show. We can't talk about it now. Okay. <laughs> but send your thoughts on those authors and anything else you want to talk about. You can find us on Twitter at All the Book Show, Facebook, David A. Howe Public Library, email Wellsville at stls.org. Yeah. And remember, we so many emails. We've never got, we've we never gotten so an many email. Never. <laughs> directly to But us. Twitter and Facebook. Facebook, yes. I think we do even better yeah. than Twitter. But, um, and remember to rate us on iTunes. That, that always helps. After we so. do Lemony Snickets and talk about the Netflix show, we'll talk about the Luke Cage Netflix show. No. Is that, is that the deal? No, I haven't seen it. Oh, I mean, I guess if that'll get you to participate, sure. <laughs> sure. I'll read some Luke Cage. Now it's fine. All right. Well, thank you, Miss Kate, Absolutely. our new children's librarian, for joining us. And we will see you next and, time. And Eric. And no. Eric. Fine. Thank okay. You. Yes. Thank, thank, you, thank you, Eric, for being thank here you, as well. For being here. Hey, you're welcome, man. Hey, All right. That's it. We're done. Mm-hmm.